ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 35 of the Bobby Kudo Show. gentlemen, Run DMC, Aerosmith, Joseph Run Simmons, Daryl McDaniels, Jason Nizel, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry. Epic, ladies and gentlemen, epic. The birth, the birth of rock rap. Guess when this took place? I bet you can't guess. 1986. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Mr. Steven Tyler. And thank you, everyone. Thank you all very, very much. I appreciate everyone tuning in once again for this next installment of the Bobby Kudo Show, episode 35. I hope everyone is well. Things are pretty crazy. Uh, What can you say? You know, today is Wednesday, if you're keeping track. And, uh, you know, I normally record on the weekends, guys. I will tell you, just catching my breath, a little excited there. Run DMC's got me all excited. Good music, good music. Uh, got through the weekend. Busy, real busy. A lot of things going on. You know, the weather isn't cooperating. That's not helping out. And if uh, you got things going on in your life, it's uh, it's it's a busy time. You know, even going going out to the grocery store, right? Like, what a feat. If you guys are following on the uh, TikTok, <laughs> you'll notice, uh, you know, I posted a couple of uh, videos of us uh, being out. I mean, not that we're... Not that we're going out a lot, but I mean, uh, you know, when necessary, you know, obviously we got to eat. Um, I got a couple of people living in this house and uh, one of them being a baby. So, you know, you have to make those trips. And unfortunately, they're not fun. Oh, they used to be fun. You know, I used to go and enjoy looking through the aisles and picking food and you go with the munchies and you pick out something you like. Now it's kind of, it's all purpose and reason. You know, you go in. You know, follow the arrows, make sure you got your gloves on, make sure you got a mask on. You can't even tell if people are smiling at you. Uh, but I, <laughs> I will tell you my experience. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, um, against my better judgment, uh, Rachel wanted to go to uh, Target, pick up some some things. <clears throat> and she said, well, listen, while we're here, why don't we get our soaps and stuff like that? And I'm like, you know, it kind of makes sense because you can... You can save a little bit more doing that. So so we did, you know, but, you know, long story short, you end up with a full carriage. Uh, and in this case, they had they had some TP, and we uh, we took advantage of what they had left. And what it was is uh, it was this gigantic package of shaman, like, 
mega strong paper. You know, it's 130 rolls. I mean, the thing was gigantic. It looked like I was moving a a Volkswagen. <laughs> so, you know, you get the looks from people because they think you're hoarding. But, you know, I mean, no, we're not hoarding. I mean, it just, it was, that's all that was left. If it was, if there was a smaller package of, of TP, I would have bought it. But in this case, there wasn't. So we grabbed it. But, uh, you know, I was in the store and you would think, you know, I had a mask on. I had my, my thing. And not that I'm, listen, I am not uh, anti-people, but I just, you know, I'm a little anti-corona. Uh, and of all the people, like people are just drawn to me. I, I don't know why. Lily walks up to me, taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. She's like, sir, can you help me? I can't reach the soda on the shelf. It was the last two bottles in the back of the shelf. So, of course, I <laughs> turn around and I reach and I get the bottles for her. And I go and I, she's going to go reach for the bottles. I said, no, let me just, let me, let me put them in your carriage for you. There's no reason for us to, and I did. And, you know, I didn't know if she went and that, that was pretty much it. But it just, you know, again, not that I would ever avoid people or ever do I try to avoid people. But in this case, you know, I'd be a little more sensitive to <laughs> what's going on with people. I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, the, the worst part for me was is <clears throat> as I was walking through, we had a couple more aisles to go. And uh, we're in like the frozen food section, and I'm walking by a person, a guy. We'll just say a guy. He might have had. He might even had a NASCAR hat on. I'm not sure, but anyway. And the guy, I mean, like it would be me, right? It would be like you know, Bobby Kudo, OCD, right? Capital O, capital C, capital D. The guy coughs, and and he doesn't even cough into his arm. Like he he like he like nonchalant does it. You know what I mean? So like half on his arm, half all over me, and I'm thinking to myself, like, is this it? Is this is this where is this how is this how I'm going down? Like this, it's gonna be it's gonna be me walking through a freaking Target, you know, buying some things for my family, and I got this guy who's coughing on me. So I guess what the reason I'm even bringing this up is a little etiquette. I mean, really, right? I mean, I guess we're all trying to avoid, you know, catching this freaking thing, you know, and you do whatever you can. But you just, you got one person, and you know, the funny thing was, <clears throat> Rachel was up ahead of me a little bit, and she knew, like she heard it. I. I and I almost cringed, you know, and the only thing that, like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, gee, I, I have a mask on, right, so that that should protect me, and of course, you know, as soon as I walk, get to the house, I'm stripping down and throwing the clothes in the fire, because, <laughs> and who knows, right, you don't know, you know what I mean, you know, and if, and if it wasn't, you know, you would think that would be it, right, like, that's the end of the story, but it's not, it's not, so we, we ended up going to, um, we ended up going to the, uh, to the grocery store, you know, again, going through the going through the aisles, just you know, checking stuff out, and <laughs> wouldn't you know, this little old lady comes up behind me, just just comes up behind me. I I, I don't know where she came from, and she taps me on the shoulder, and she says, like she looks at her carriage, and she says, "But you got a lot of food there, right?" I'm like, and I'm saying to myself, like, what, what, what is it? I I do I not? Am I not getting something? Like I, am I giving off a vibe or something? And then. I look at the lady and I'm thinking to myself, like, not that I have to explain myself because now I feel guilty that I have a carriage of food, but I'm like, you know, I got, I got, I got a family. This isn't just me. Like, I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not the only one eating this food, right? But that's, is it anybody else? Is it you too? Is it are you guys? I mean, I guess, like I said, I don't want to be like, like germaphobic, but I guess you kind of have to be a little bit, right? I mean, this this isn't any time to be messing around. Like, I guess if there was ever a time. You know, to to practice, you know, good, like hygiene, right? Like on on a on another level. I guess what I'm saying is, be careful, everyone, right? Like, just be conscious of of, of your surroundings. I know that, you know, like kind of like the whole arrow thing, and 
but this is real. This is in the, we're in it. This is it. Like it's for real. Like it couldn't, I, um, sometimes have a tough time over, like over a million cases in the USA, 54,000 people have lost their lives to this terrible disease. I mean, it's just horrible, um, to be at this, this point in, uh, in, in time where this is like, this is the new norm. You know, I, I guess there's good and bad and everything. Uh, the environmentalists are saying that the, the earth has never been more cleaner. The air is cleaner. You know, obviously less, less, uh, cars on the road, you know, factories are not operating. So the pollutants, the, right. So, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a good side of it. And, you know, and then of course there's the other side of that where, uh, you know, a lot of these states are deciding they're going to open, they're going to partially open, they're going to, I mean, I, you know, listen, I'm all about moving forward and putting this shit behind us, but I got to be honest with you. I know I don't mentioned it in 34 and I'll, I'll say it in 35. I think it's too soon, man. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me. I, I know a lot of people are just, you know, and I know it's tough if, you know, for me, I'm working, I'm still going to work. So I'm, I'm still experiencing, uh, you know, life outside of my house. But, you know, for those of you who are home, you know, doing the right thing, you know, self-quarantining and, and, and trying to, you know, minimize the contact with other people, I can imagine, you know, how difficult it is at some point and, and at this point to be like, listen, I need to get the fuck out of this cage. Like, I need to, I am all done. I am all set. There isn't enough wine. You're right. There, there, there isn't enough Jerry Springer. Like, I need to get out of this house but I think it might be just a little too soon. You know, I, I nothing has changed, right? I mean, I, I'll, I'll ask you guys. I, I will ask everyone. What 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 has changed? I mean, it's it, every it's still everything is still the same. There isn't a vaccine. Maybe the 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 rate at which we can test people has increased. But at the end of the day, what what is what has changed? What what scientific significance or discovery has been made? to um warrant that we continue to you know interact and exchange germs i just i don't i don't understand it and i and i fear that you know they keep talking about the second wave the second wave and you know i'm always cautious when i hear things like that because to me it's always the the y2k you know what i mean like you know here we go again it's it's uh you know the, the sky is falling and i get all that but, you know, in this case, it makes sense to me. Like, you look at the people in Florida, and nothing against, you know, my fans in Florida. I, I love you. But, the, I mean, I, I get it. The beach is a big deal. But, I mean, it, the problem is you're, it, nobody's, nobody's practicing the social distancing. Is it, And you know what? And for all of you who are going to argue this and say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's all made up and it's over-exaggerated. You know what? That's fine. Tell that to the 54,000 people that are dead. Seriously. I mean, seriously, think about that. Think about your, think about what you're saying. You know, most most people won't comment about rape or or, or child death. Think, people people don't typically comment on those things because they're sensitive subjects. But you know, let's not lose sight of what this is. We're talking about fifty four thousand people that had families. Those are fifty four thousand families: sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, you name it, gone, kids. Right. I mean, and, and, and we can we can choose to just look at it as a number or we can choose to see what it is. And it's a serious, serious problem. It's a pandemic. And uh, personally, if if I didn't think that the work I was doing was essential and that I was helping the system and feeding the supply chain, then I, I would be home. Uh, but but I feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like I'm having impact uh, in one way or another 
that's that's moving product in 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 a forward fashion so that so that people can get the things that they need so you know i i i know that the idea of of being home for again the you know i don't know i, I don't know what state you're in but uh, governor baker extended out you know to the middle of may uh, if i'm not mistaken the 18th and i and i agree I, and i really do and i you know maybe because i'm in massachusetts and uh, you know we have a lot of uh, a lot of it here, but I mean, I mean, if you're in the if you're in the, you know, the West Coast, I mean, it's 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 dwindling away. But what does it take? Like, does it take one person, you know, one truck driver that leaves Massachusetts and has a long haul to California, and you know, what's it take? Seven days? I mean, again, I don't want to be the, you know, the the theory conspiracy theory or the or the or the, the doom and gloom guy, but. These are realities. These are things that we have to talk about. But guys, listen. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to get off on a tear on that. But I, I just really wanted to get that out of the way. I wanted to uh, just talk about that because I think it's real. I think that we. Uh, you know, it's so easy to just start talking numbers, but this is beyond numbers. This is a serious problem that we all have to. Uh, you know what? Thank you. No matter what it is that you're doing, uh, whether it be uh, staying home or whether it be going to work and and, and providing those essential. Uh, necessary needs, services. Thank you. You know, every, everybody's making a sacrifice. Do I think people are beyond the point of enjoying it? Yeah, I think that. I think so. I mean, it's you know, we, <laughs> you got to think about it. Our parents and their parents never experienced anything like this, right? This is on a, on a, on a global on a global level. This is this is probably the most human impacting let's call it event that has probably uh, impacted mankind, right? I mean, it, 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 you think about it, you, you think of the Mayans, you think of the Inca, and those, those, those people, they just, they disappeared. They, one day they were there, one day they were not. And you would wonder how something like that could happen. And here you go. You know, something like this could, could wipe out a complete civilization. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. And you know what? We have to continue to move forward. You know, we can't keep, can't keep looking back and understand you know, that things have changed and things are going to be different for a long time. But I think that if we make the right decisions now, you know, if we just let that bread bake a little longer, it's going to be that much better. So that's, that's it. That's it. And I don't want to talk about Corona anymore. I'm kind of done with the whole Corona thing. Uh, but it, listen, if you guys didn't know, run DMC 1986, right? Would you have a guess 1986? That was quite the year. And I will tell you, I'll give you a little foresight on this episode. There is quite a bit, quite a bit, quite a bit of discology. I mean, this is, we're talking some great, great music. When I started building the show, I didn't even realize how much great music there was until I started to put the show together. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I mean, the audience is going to love it. Uh, the fans are going to love it. And uh, we're going to, we're all going to enjoy it together. So let's talk about 1986. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get primed and ready here. So the cost of living in 1986. The average cost of a new home was about eighty-nine thousand. Uh, median price for an existing home about eighty grand. Your average income was about twenty-two thousand dollars. Average monthly rent for somebody three eighty-five. I find that expensive. Average price uh, for a new car nine thousand two hundred dollars. And if you needed some gasoline for that car, it was going to run you eighty-nine cents a gallon. That's not bad, right? Then, but you see gas prices now, I mean, it's unbelievable supply and demand, right? Like talk about it. I actually, you know, posted a couple of things uh, on Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter. Um, and I think this one was on Twitter. And when I would tell you, like when I post on TikTok, TikTok kind of drops it on, on every other platform. The only one that it doesn't, if you don't follow the show on Twitter, then you're missing out. Because I do post things on Twitter. And I, I do share my opinion more on Twitter than I do the other uh, social media platforms for, 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 for many reasons. I think Twitter is more of that soapbox platform. You got something to say, you have an opinion, you can share that opinion with like-minded people. And I think that the, you know, the, the, the Instagram has its purpose. And I believe that, you know, Facebook as well, Facebook as well. I just, I'm cautious on those platforms because you've got a lot of people that are viewing and intaking that, that, that media and that information about the show. And I really, I really want it to be worth it. You know, I, when you see a post from, from me, I wanted, I want you to be like looking forward to it. I don't want to be, you know, I, I look at a lot of these other podcasts and these shows and these other hosts and they're, 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 it's constant it's almost to the point where you're kind of like Ugh, i'm sick of it and i don't i don't ever want to do that i always want it to be that you want to you're looking forward to it you know I, you know what perfect example like tom brady doesn't he, he doesn't post very often but when he does it's like everybody's looking forward to it because it's usually something cool and i want to be like that you know what i mean so if i want to be like anything i want to be like tom brady except now because i will tell you what i mean you know if it wasn't bad enough this whole corona thing 2020 has been an absolute disaster. And I again, I'm a, I'm a happy guy. I'm not I'm not doom and gloom. But in this case, you know, we we lose Tom Brady, right? So that's it all starts Tom Brady goes. Then then, you know, Corona, right? And then all of a sudden, if you don't know, Rob Gronkowski now going to right? Tampa Bay. I mean, so then you know, and that's not the worst part. It's, it's the, it was it was you know, 20 years of just bliss, football bliss of enjoying this amazing relationship between the quarterback and his coach. And then all of a sudden, you know, after all these years, uh, true to the saying, if, you, you know, if you're a hero long enough, you know, you're going to be a hero long enough, you end up dying a villain. And so be the case with Tom Brady. And it's, you know, it's all this conversation about, you know, what, you know, the, now the, you know, how they didn't get along and how there were things that, you know, the whole AB thing and the, there were situations, you know, I, I personally between just me and you, just you and I, I believe that, you know, with the whole, I think it started with Jimmy and when they, you know, cause I think, I think honestly between us, I think Bill wanted to trade Tom at the time and keep Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I mean? Minus the franchise tag. They keep him. You got a quarterback. He knows the system. It's seamless. You just keep going on and then until you retire, that didn't work out. I ended up losing Jimmy to San Francisco. And I think at that point, I think it was just pretty much downhill. Uh, and you knew something was up. I mean, when when Tom missed the OTAs, now, like, that was that was a big deal because Tom always made it. And when you knew that he didn't make it, and then of course you hear in the news that there was some marital issues with him and Giselle, which you know it fools me because you know if I, if I follow him on Instagram and I follow him on Twitter and they're always kissy facing all the time, so I don't know what they're talking about. In that case, it's to me it sounds like shenanigans. But either way, it was what it was. If you have to if you have to give it a villain, then then give it then give it the villain of. The relationship, that's fine. But so the whole thing with, you know, Rob and Rob left, retired, which now all of a sudden, surprise, he's now, at, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And turns out, I guess, when you retire, you're still eligible for trade, I guess, in this case. And so now he's there and Tom's going to be throwing the football to him. So, it you know, it will be, I mean, if it even happens, guys, I mean, at this rate with, again, <laughs> at this rate with Corona, I don't know if there's going to be any football, but unless they're going to be playing I don't know, on their Xboxes. But in this case, unless they do play, would it be out of the question to say that maybe Antonio Brown ends up there as well and then now he has exactly what he wants, the 
right? I mean, they were, Tampa Bay was already a good setup. I mean, again, I don't want to drown everything in uh, football, but in this case, I just wanted to share that because it's heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking, you know, and it's not bad enough that you know, we're talking about 1986. And, you know, if you don't remember, you, <laughs> you should because uh, that was the Bill Buckner year. That was the year that the Red Sox um, lost to the Mets when they should have won. But, it, you know, we could talk about that later. We don't have to talk about that right now. But moving on, I just, you know, I start talking about Tom Brady. And it's funny because even with the family, they avoid the conversation with me. I'm very passionate about it. You know what I mean? It's been 20 years. That's, I mean, it's, that's a relationship. You know what I mean? That's what I, I, I mean, I, right? That's a long time to, to love somebody. You know what I mean? And I, and I know I speak for all the Tom Brady fans out there. Like, you, you love him. I mean, we love him. And he's gone. And was it, was it like, honestly, was it the best move he could have ever made financially? Of course it was. You know, he just expanded his, his fan base by how much, how, I mean, how many, seriously. Like, now you had, you had just Boston. Like, if anybody knows, unless you're from New England, and there's few, there's a few people out there, but unless you're from New England, you, you, you hate him, right? Because he's, he's stolen six championships. So that's enough to, for everybody to hate. But in this case, he's, he's, in, you know, he's, right? Oh, man. Well, it is what it is. So, I mean, you, you got to move on from these things and you have to put them behind you. I, like, I just, I, I can't even, like, I lose, I lose, I can't even continue. I, I, I lose sight of it. So moving on, guys, let's talk about a little couple other things. Let's talk about 1986. Let's talk about the portable color television, huh? Remember that little Casio? That would have ran you $249. <laughs> Jar of peanut butter would have been 149 Potato chip. Oh, potatoes, five pounds, a dollar. Potato chips were 79 cents. You could buy a Plymouth Colt for $4,999, right? That's like a Walmart price. And a Ford Mustang, right? Seven grand, $7,452 for a Ford Mustang. So I remember a lot of friends of mine had it. You know, all my Portuguese friends, they had to have um, a Ford Mustang. Speaking of Portuguese, in case you haven't noticed, I haven't been posting uh, myself uh, recently, and the reason is because I've I'm total Portuguese. Like I've gone total Portuguese. Uh, the, the eyebrows, like my hair's all wigged out. I'm all so I'm fully grown uh, of hair, and gotten to the point now where I'm not even styling it anymore. Just kind of let you know, wake up, you know, I take my shower and just kind of let it let it fall where it falls. And I am who I am. Take me the way I am, and that's pretty much it. And I don't know if you guys are in the same situation as me. But I'm looking forward to uh, getting this haircut. As soon as that, that's a possibility, you're damn right. I'm going to be doing that. Soviet nuclear reactor at Chernobyl explodes. 1986. Guys, remember this? Chernobyl. I mean, anybody, everybody knows Chernobyl because of they have, how many horror movies have they made where the, they're based in Chernobyl, right? Easy one. In 1986, guys, do you, and that was, that, was just, that was a test. They were doing a test. They were checking stuff out, and that was... That was total human error. That wasn't even mechanical failure. That was somebody put, didn't do something in it. That place, it gone, gone, evacuated all those people. And, you know, and the biggest thing was is it wasn't just Chernobyl. I mean, that, the effect that that had on the world. I mean, it was it was an absolute disaster. And then, and then all that radiation, all those particles were just kind of just floating in the air. And it was going into like parts of Europe and like Sweden, Finland, uh, you could actually see it on the map going through all those. Imagine that. I mean, can you imagine, imagine minding your business, right? This, I mean, again, I hate to go back full circle, but like kind of like this Corona thing, right? I mean, here we are minding our business, just doing our thing, right? Everybody's working. Everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, boom, done. Just like that. 
Same thing here. Like you're just minding your business. You're in Sweden, right? Doing Sweden stuff. And then all of a sudden, it starts to rain radiation, right? Now you have now you're dying of cancer. You have tumors, right? I mean, it's just amazing. But just, I mean, if you guys didn't know, they just recently found in that Chernobyl site a bacteria that eats radiation. Amazing, right? I mean, it's just one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. So that's pretty cool and promising. Imagine that they could develop a bacteria that they could just put in there and this bacteria would eat the radiation. You know what I mean? Like, you, you think about that. Like, nobody ever talks about it. But, you know, how, how much nuclear waste do we have stored? Like, you can't just, where does that stuff go, right? Some hole in the ground? In, in that, you know, some, like, tunnel? And they keep it there forever? It's just like a million years that this stuff can't, right? It's just, it's polluting. Imagine just getting rid of all that, just done with it. I mean, that, that's really where we need to be. I mean, you talk about, like, in 1986... That was the year the Space Shuttle Challenger that it disintegrated 73 seconds after launching. Seven, seven souls. Yeah. Yep. That was 1986. I remember, I remember being home that day from school and watching it on TV. I remember I was, I, it, it was, it's as vivid as I can remember. I was eating raviolis, Chef Boyardee raviolis, watching this. And I, I, I remember being confused and almost thinking to myself, oh, maybe they're still, maybe they're still alive. Maybe, you know, maybe they somehow jettisoned out of the, I don't know, how was I supposed to know? Because obviously the news wouldn't, wouldn't say, uh, you know, definitively that these people had lost their lives. So, you know, as a child, I had no idea. I was just sitting there watching it. It was amazing. One of the most, you know, tragic events ever. But, you know, again, with, with, with tragedy, you, um, you learn, right? You learn, the, you know, what, what went wrong? What, what, what did we do? What, what didn't work right? And, and you change that. I mean, you look at companies like SpaceX now. I mean, just, that's, just, that's a no-brainer. Like, and, and you know what? They, they just developed that Dragon rocket. And it has, like, it, so if the, rocket, if the rocket were to explode, if the rocket were to explode, it jettisons the top of the rocket, and the and the astronauts survive. So they don't even. There's no risk. You know what I mean? Like it's it's everything is thought out. It's just amazing. But you had to get there, you know, and, and the sacrifices of people that were on that shuttle Challenger. Though uh, they're the ones that you know. That's that's how we that's how we evolve. And now we, it's almost daily. It's almost daily. It's amazing. And can I tell you guys a secret? I'm gonna tell you a secret. I tell you guys. I'm always trying to. You know, make the show better. You know what I mean. And in, and in this case, I, uh, <laughs> I've, I've um, decided I don't use the headphones. I, I've got I, I was wearing I had the Beats headphones. I absolutely love them. They sound fantastic, but they the the Bluetooth version and they're over the over the ear, and they tend to um, they get heavy. I, you know, I guess maybe the battery in them. And I guess, I mean, when you're sitting here doing a podcast for two hours, it um it does it gets heavy. So I decided you know I did some research about getting like earbuds, and that's pretty much what a lot of people do. But of course, doing a lot of research, realizing that they have ear monitors. You guys got to check this out. Do a YouTube search for ear monitors, uh, and these things are just phenomenal. In my case, I got it's got mine's got ten modules, five modules in each ear, and each module is a different frequency of the scale, and then including a bass driver. So it's so I was concerned because I mean, to me, when I record the show, I want to hear my voice, and and I want to hear it how you're going to hear it. And I wonder, because the, the earbuds, they just don't have the dynamics. So uh, let me tell you, I paid $49 for these things. They're on Amazon. I will have to, you know what I'll do is I'll put the description of uh, the name. I don't have the information with me here. But they are absolutely phenomenal. And they sound fantastic. And I hope I, I hope I sound to you as good as 
I think I do, I, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to let you know, I'm really excited about it. I couldn't wait to use them. So this is the one that I uh, decided to go with. So it's great. Listen, continue on. Mad cow disease. You guys remember this? First case of the um, BSE, more commonly known as mad cow disease, was found during November of 1986, and that was just devastating. They said that over 150,000 cows in Britain had gotten that disease. I mean, that's just just amazing, 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 amazing. And of course, you can't eat the stuff because it makes you crazy. Like it actually, it's, it's tainted. It's tainted meat. So they had to. To take care of that problem. Imagine that. So, you know what? Problems, problems, man. I keep saying it. You know, we, we, we come across these hurdles in life. And, and, and through the generations, it's every generation has their challenges. You know, every single generation has a story to tell. And this is just one of those, I think this is one of those situations. You know, this corona, guys, is, is as hard as it came in, it can go out as quickly. If, if they can come with, if somebody comes up with that, they said that India, that they have a vaccine and that they're actually putting in production right now. If they have a vaccine for this thing, I mean, think about it. You know, within the next couple of months, everybody gets a vaccine and you don't have to worry about it anymore, right? How great would that be? You just back to normal. And you know, and you almost wonder how you're going to get back to normal. And I, that would be it. That would be the only way that we could get back to normal is if we could get vaccinated for this thing. So, uh, and also, hey, listen, just so you know, in 1986, the U.S., Smoking banned on public transport. No more smoking on airplanes. Remember that? <laughs> if you guys, old movies, that's the only way you're going to see that is um, planes, trains, and buses. People used to smoke anywhere. They didn't care. Imagine now, you know, anybody who travels and gets on an airplane, imagine being in that small compartment and somebody lighting up like a stogie, right? I mean, I I couldn't. I couldn't. Today, like, you, I mean, that's, that's, oh my God, unheard of. But back then, that's what people were doing, yeah. You know who else was cool in 1986 was Oprah Winfrey. Yep, her show started in 1986. The show had been uh, a success with local Chicago audiences. So she's the one that, that signed that syndicate deal. And she aired over 25 seasons, 45 daytime Emmy, daytime Emmy Awards. And she used the show for her platform. She's, I mean, who was more influential than Oprah? Oprah, like, she just literally ran the world. I remember those the years of her being on TV. I, I was in cable. I remember working cable. And she would be on local. You know, if it were, maybe it was maybe it was NBC, Channel Four, maybe, maybe maybe I'm wrong, Channel Five, whatever it was. The problem was is you know, back in the day, it's a short story. I used to work at Comcast. The guide wouldn't populate for local channels for whatever reason. I, I don't know if the local channels were supposed to provide that information and they didn't. And it was for whatever reason. If you guys remember that, that you know, not going back that far, but we're talking, geez, maybe uh, let's just say 12 to 15 years ago. And the guide would just say local broadcasting, but it would be the Oprah Winfrey for the show. So a lot of people and we'll just say majority women, would program to record the Oprah Winfrey show. But it wouldn't say the Oprah Winfrey show. It would only, it would only say local programming. So you had to kind of set it up to record the time. And uh, I know, so long story, some short, somewhat short. The problem would be there were times where it, just, it wouldn't record. And these, I mean, and there were people that would, listen, no joke, they would call up and I would go to the house and they would demand, they wanted a new box, they want, like, it was just, they were mortified. And then when I told them, hey, listen, if you take this, if you take this box out of here, you're going to lose all your recorded episodes, forget about it. People would go crazy. Like today, that's not a problem because you stream everything, right? Nothing is, nothing is recorded. But back then, like we're talking the beginning of this technology where everything was recorded on a hard drive 
in the cable box. So if if your cable box wasn't operating the way it should, then I would have to remove it. And in this case, you would lose everything recorded. So they, they have it. That was that was a struggle. But that was my experience with Oprah Winfrey. And just to, to, to prove a point, I mean, she was so influential and people like literally out of their minds, literally out of their minds for the Oprah Winfrey show. Uh, Haley's Comet. You guys remember Haley's Comet? That was pretty cool. I remember all the, uh, I remember all the fuss about it. I do remember it. I remember the cutting the piece of paper out. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> if you guys remember cutting out a piece of paper with a little hole in it. I, I never quite understood the, the concept behind that, but, um, maybe you guys, if you guys want to hit me up on maybe, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and, and explain to me what, what is the, maybe these, some school teachers out there who listen and, and know, like, what's the point of poking the hole in the paper with the paper behind it to see any clips, right? Oh, gee, that's what I'm, I'm confusing it. All right, so it wasn't Haley's Comet. It was, it was the eclipse that you do the paper thing, right? Haley's Comet was the, um, the comet, yeah. See, I don't even know how I confused that. One was at night, eh, either way. Haley's Comet, that was the closest it came to. And I remember them saying it would be 80 years before it would come back around again. And people were really into that. It was, they said that, you know, and then of course all the end of the world conspiracy theorists were saying that it was going to be the end of the world and it was the Mayans and it was the, the comet was a, a sign that it was all over. Yeah, yeah. If you guys didn't know, on March 8th, there was a initiative. There was an initiative by uh, a lot of artists uh, in 1986 and it was called Hands Across America. It was uh, We Are the World, the USA for Africa Fund. And it was a lot of uh, musical artists who were trying to raise money to feed starving people in Africa. So, of course, they all get together. It ended up being like a huge success. They made um, countless, uh, ridiculous amounts of money. And it was, it, was, it was a program that they put together and they literally recorded you know, they recorded this the song and they kind of got the word out and then the, on this day uh, it was um, in May it was a campaign for the human chain across the world and the idea was is you donated ten dollars and you would get a lot in, in line and you would literally hold hands to and it was during this period you know for a period of time and the idea was that we, they were going to wrap the world um, in in uh, in hands. So in this case, it ended up being over six and a half million people participated. It was fantastic. It was amazing. I remember uh, the excitement about it. I remember how big it was. I remember all the musical stars that were participating. They 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 hyped the heck out of this thing, and I'm glad that it was a huge success because it was a lot of needy people that needed it. the 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 audio that came out of that, the the musical uh, collaboration that was put together by Quincy Jones, who orchestrated the whole thing, was absolutely phenomenal. And I want you guys to hear it. So I'm going to play a little bit for you right now, and you let me know what you think. There are people dying 
<laughs> that doesn't bring back some memories. We're talking Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Kenny Rogers, Tina Turner, Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, uh, Dion Womack, Willie Nelson, Bruce Springsteen, Kenny Loggins, Steve Perry, Daryl Hall, Huey Lewis, Cindy Lauper, I mean, Bob Dylan, Ray Charles, just amazing as Michael. And I remember the song. I mean, it was, everybody was, I mean, this was. Good stuff. I remember it. It was fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So that was there. And, you know, they made a boatload of money uh, putting that together. And uh, it did a lot of good. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad it was, I was a part of that. I just it, it just took me back there for a second. I just actually just uh, I went back. It was great. It was absolutely fantastic. In, in 1986, of course, we talk about influential uh, and not to cut this off, but fantastic, fantastic. Thank you very much for all those artists for your sacrifice, which was fantastic. But this was also, you know, guys, listen, I'll be honest with you. Before I even, before I even go there, I will tell you, I'm not a huge fan. You know, I've never been, you know, maybe that's what I need to do. Uh, but I've watched the movie and I, I know the story and it, it just, to me, it was really, really played out. But it was really influential in 1986 and I really wanted to share this with you guys. And of course, I'm talking about... Phantom of the Opera. Andrew Lloyd Webber's music adaptation of Phantom of the Opera. It debuted in October. You know, some of you are fans. And maybe, like I said, maybe I need to go. Maybe I need to culture myself a little bit and go. I know, you know, Rachel's dying to go. And I should just, uh, I should just go. I should just go. It's just some, some of it's just hokey. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Shame on me, right? Just saying that. It is what it is. It's great. You know, if, if you're into that, if you're into that stuff, it's fantastic. I go for it. I'm all about it. It's fantastic. Good for you. Phantom of the Opera. Congratulations. I mean, they are still going. Of, can, of course, not now, but, you know, because Corona, but uh, before Corona. I mean, I, I mean, for how long? How many years? I, I wish I would have got that information. I should have. But, you know, 1986. So there you have it. Some other things to talk about. You ready for this? You guys want to talk about some movies? Let's talk about movies, right? Some really influential, popular movies. And, of course, there wouldn't be a more influential, more popular movie than this movie. Released in May, the Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School is where they train the best. Fighter pilot Maverick Tom Cruise. His reckless attitude and cocky demeanor put him at odds with other pilots, especially the cool, 
collected Iceman. Maverick isn't only competing to be the top fighter pilot, he's also fighting for the attention of his beautiful flight instructor, Charlotte Blackwood. All kidding aside, they, the budget for that movie was $15 million. Just in the U.S. alone, it made $356 million. There you have it. Whether you like him or not, Tom Cruise, right? Another one. Another one, right? Another movie that was out that year? Uh, Crocodile Dundee. You guys remember Crocodile Dundee? That's not a knife. This is a knife. Uh, Mike Dundee. Do you know that's Paul Hogan? You didn't know that, did you? And he wrote it. If you didn't know, he wrote the character uh, for Crocodile Dundee. And that was a budget. <laughs> I love this. This is a budget of $8.8 million. $8.8 million. It made $328 million. Crazy, right? I mean, crazy. Not, not Danger Zone. It's the highway to the bank with that one for sure. And another popular movie was Platoon. I remember Platoon was big, you know, and it was it was that time. You know, the 80s, guys, it was all about, like, war movies. Rambo, Commando, even Chuck Norris was in there. Um, there was a couple of them, man. They just, you kind of, you know, Remo Williams, if, if you guys remember. And uh, it was a lot of these, these type kind of movies. And Platoon, uh, that was with Charlie Sheen. Uh, and he played a character, Chris Taylor, and it was really a, it was a, it was a, you know, these movies, where they were always wanting one up another, one up another, one up another, you know, more graphic, more violent, uh, and this one was more was really uh, more based as like a real, hey, like this could be for real, you know, and it was it was it was based in Vietnam, and of course, you know, Charlie Sheen has an issue with his platoon, and he's of course he's at war, and it, it's really all about. But anyway, long story somewhat short, six million dollar budget. That movie made $138 million. And, you know, again, and just, you know, the franchise for Top Gun. I mean, they just came out with a Top Gun 2. I haven't seen it yet. I, I, I probably will. If that wasn't bad enough, like, I mean, talk about money, then it was this hit that came along with it. Berlin. put you to sleep but that was uh that was a huge hit number one broke all kinds of records i mean ridiculous amounts of money but you know another big movie that was out was karate kid karate kid part two um <laughs> and if you guys don't remember let me just remind you a little something of it right here and not to be confused i thought it was chicago but it wasn't Tonight it's very clear As we're both lying here There's so many things I want to say I will always love you I would never leave you alone A lot 
in the 80s. But that was Karate Kid Part 2. That's when he went. He went. He went back with Miyagi. And things didn't work out. He fell in love. And the dad didn't like it. But, you know, again, another huge hit. $13 million budget. Just in the U.S. $115 million. All the way to the bank, Mr. Ralph Macchio. All the way to the bank. Wipe on, wipe off. Wax on, wax off. I mean, great stuff, man. Great stuff. I mean, and if, you know what? If you don't realize it, you wouldn't realize it. But I mean, to, to, to be at that, that point where you're in the 80s, you're in the middle of it, music was kind of eh. Uh, but in this case, I went through 1986, specifically 1986. And I will tell you, this discology tonight, the one I'm going to play for you guys today, is phenomenal. The music, I, I know what, I, I stopped because it was too much. Like, there was just so much great music. And, you know, to go along with that, if you're not a fan, I'm a fan. And you've probably heard me talk about it in the past. I am a fan. Thank you very much, Peter Katera. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. You move on. Let's move on. Um, I am a huge fan, and I hope you are as well. Uh, this was the year that this movie was released. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. That's when they went to go get Spock, if you don't remember. Good stuff, right? The Voyage Home, Star Trek IV. Go check it out. Who doesn't love William Shatner, right? Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. But that was a great flick. The whole franchise, Star Trek, they had a couple of them there that were kind of eh. But that one was really good. I enjoyed that one. That one was good. And of course, the score is fantastic. Always fantastic to uh, Gene Roddenberry. Great franchise. But that wasn't it, guys. There was other great movies that year. Exactly. And even this one that I believe, you cannot know what this is. After floating in space for 57 years, Lieutenant Ripley's Sigourney Weaver. Shuttle is found by a deep space salvage team. Upon arriving, the Marines find only one survivor, a nine-year-old girl named Newt. But even these hardened, battled Marines with the latest weaponry are no match for the hundreds of aliens that have invaded the colony. 18.5 million dollar budget made a whopping 183.3 million dollars and the music's kind of there kind of dramatic there you go right every scene was this kind of music right Ruthless People was another one, guys. Get too far with that one, but $9 million budget. That one made $71.6 million. Huh? Not bad. The Color of Money with, um, oh, that was with Paul Newman. Eh, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I was playing pool. Uh, budget was $13.8 million. It made 52. Not bad. It made, made some money. And of course, one of my favorite movies, all time favorite movies, The Money Pit. 
right? With Tom Hanks, right? Shelley Long, good movie, right? Like two odds, two worlds. They end up buying a house. It's a, it's exactly what it is. It's a money pit. It was like this. Man fell through the floor, taking a bath. Imagine that. Or was it her? Or neither. I know the bathtub falls to the floor. I don't want the cat out of the bag. But they budgeted $10 million for that movie, and it made a whopping $54.9 million. There you go. And that was young Tom Hanks. That's when he was funny. That's when he was, uh, that was when actually when he had some funny personality. He wasn't so PC. Right? So what do you think? How, guys, how's, how was 35 going for you? Good? I feel good. Right? We're covering a lot of ground here. A lot of ground. But, hey, listen. I'm leading this in. And I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't done so already, get over to Etsy, right? Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash the Bobby Kudo show and go show your support for the show. Go get a mug. Go get a tank top, visor. I mean, I got all kinds of stuff. I revamped it all. I got some new stuff on there. If you haven't been in there in a while, just go check it out. There's some really cool stuff there. And of course, if you want to support the show, guys, I've now, you know, again, I, I mentioned to you guys that I changed my hosting platform where previously we used to be with Podbean and now I'm, I moved over to Anchor. And I thought that Anchor was a better fit for the show. Of course, now with, with, with Spotify actually owning Anchor and having that kind of media power, I thought it was really good for the show. Just the security of knowing that, you know, tomorrow I'm not going to wake up and the hosting contract is dead. So in this case, I, I'm, I'm with Anchor. And with Anchor, it does give us the ability to, uh, it gives me the ability uh, to set up a link for um, sponsorship. So if you guys want to go check it out, it is actually anchor.fm forward slash the Bobby Kudo show forward slash support. And uh, you can go in there. You can do a one-time donation. I say donation. It's not a donation. It's a sponsorship. I'm not looking for donations. I mean, you know what? Maybe whatever you want to call it. It's whatever helps for you. If you want to do, look, you want to help the show out, help the show out. Even a dollar. Right? You can do the dollar a month. You can do the four ninety nine, the nine ninety nine. There's a bunch of different options there. Again, it just it's a huge help to the show. Uh, again, none of this stuff is free. You know, the hosting is, is expensive. The website is expensive. And uh, it would be nice. It would, you know, and again, if you guys, you, you know, if, again, if you have a business, and if you want to sponsor the show, just, you know, go ahead and do it right through Renka. Go in there and sponsor the show and send me an email and let me know. And I'll and I'll be more than happy to uh, talk about it on the show, right? So there you go. How, how easy is that? Like, like, now I don't feel bad about it. Uh, go to anchor.fm forward slash the Bobby Kudo show forward slash support and set it up. And then just send me an email. Say, hey, listen, Bobby, I signed up and I'm trying to sell uh, trying to sell napkins, right? And I'll sell you napkins for you. How about that? Huh? I'm always trying to do good. <laughs> trying to do good. And, of course, Patreon, if you guys want to go check that out, that's also a great idea. So, listen, before we move into the discology, can I just say one thing real crazy? How about, like, Kim Jong-un, right? What's up with him? That's not good, right? The guy's... Nobody knows if he's alive. Nobody knows if he's dead. If you guys don't know, his sister, Kim Yo Jong, would be the successor. So, I don't know, like they say, the, the devil you know is better than the one you don't. And in this case, you almost wonder, you know, we have a relationship, or, or Trump has a relationship with this guy, and if he's not around, that's uh, that's another shift in the in that region. You know what I mean? Like, just uh, all that progress that we've made, who knows if she's going to continue to honor that or if she's just going to go, you know, a little cuckoo-cachoo and uh, who knows in that case, right? Like, what do you what do you do with something like that? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, buddy. I don't know. So let's talk about music. Let's talk a little bit about music. So to start this off, I thought, you know, 1986. And what is more 1986 
than Saturday Night Live Eddie Murphy, right? Like you, if you think '86, you think you think Saturday Night Live, you think Eddie Murphy. And if you guys didn't know, check this out. Let me share this with you. Party all the time. Off his album, How Could It Be? Debuted in July. It made it all the way to number two in the top 100. And all because he made a bet with Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy. I'm crazy, right? How crazy is that? <laughs> you know, I couldn't wait. And I, you know, I was really excited to start off our discology with that, that song because it's just, it, you know what? It's just, it's a testament to the time. It really is. And you know what? You can do anything with a computer. You know, there isn't one, there wasn't one, there wasn't one musician. <laughs> right, Rick James? You crazy bastard. And you know, there is no, Right, it just they literally put it in a computer. It was, it, and they just they spit it out. It's beat machines. It's it's it is what it is. But with that said, this next group, let's say we'll say a group, right? Six ladies, um, fantastic, fantastic, and uh, they were very cultural. Uh, this 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 particular song was pretty popular. Yeah, I don't think you could go to a school dance to an event where you weren't hearing this song. And if you didn't know, the name of the group is Climax. I figured we'd get the sappy ones out of the way first. Off their album, Meeting in the Ladies' Room, this is I Miss You. Certified platinum. But more importantly, it's the memories, right? Do you remember? I remember. Good stuff. That's Climax with a K. Great job, ladies. Great job. Sound fantastic. They absolutely sound fantastic. And this next artist... Guy, this I mean this guy's epic, right? Like, like we're gonna get into some serious heavy hitters here in a second. And this this is actually the beginning of that. This is one of those this is one of those heavy hitters. This is a this is one of the guys. This guy writing his own music. He was so influential. I mean, it, if you didn't know, uh, absolutely amazing, amazing music. And this is just a testament to what he did in all of his artwork. And guys, I won't tell you. I like his music. 
I don't know that I'm a fan of him personally. I've actually watched a couple of shows where he'd been on or and done like cameo and uh, I don't know but but nonetheless I do appreciate his music and this being one of them one two one two three four and of course I'm talking about Mr. Billy Joel That was Off the Bridge, his 10th studio album. Not bad. A Matter of Trust. Way to go, Billy Joel. And the guy was masterful on the piano. And I'll tell you guys, I you know there was a time there where we would go, uh, shout out Eddie. Eddie was my clubbing partner. We'd go to the complex in Providence, and we'd go to the piano bar. We'd spend the whole night in that place. I mean, we had a lot of great times there. And a lot of good memories. I miss it. I miss it. And uh, that makes me think of it. You know, when I think of Billy Joel, the piano man, uh, a lot of his, all of his music, kind of a lot like Elton John, you know, they just, a lot of it's piano music that they, you know, they obviously put instruments to and, you know, they, they make it marketable, but ultimately it's, you know, piano, he can play this on his piano, it's going to sound just as good. So shout out to him, man, I really appreciate it. And this next artist, you guys are going to, I mean, this, again, this is just epic music. It's so influential, cultural, you hear it and you know what, there, I would imagine, again, I want to call this the the commercial uh, episode because I would imagine this commercial every commercial that's ever been, it's got one of these songs have been played in it you know what I mean you, that's how you know these things but in this case this artist very very famous very very popular died at the age of fifty three uh, and I didn't know that until I think it was like episode twenty eight where I was doing some research for him but here he is again and he's got this amazing song Mr Robert Palmer. Addicted to Love. And this was off his eighth studio album, Riptide. You know what? I'm going to look into it. But I guess that video, if you guys remember the video, it was like the women behind them and they, they're doing like that, that swagger dance with the with the guitar. Yeah? You, you know what I'm talking about? The three with the hair pulled back. Well, apparently if you watch the video, and I hope I'm not spreading rumors, but I think the, the, the middle person, the middle, or say woman, I'll say what I thought was a woman. I thought it was three women. I guess maybe not. Maybe the third one is a, a man. And if you notice it, if you happen to look in the region, I guess you can blatantly see that uh, it is uh, not a woman. So I'm going to have to check that out and check out the video. I probably should have checked that out before the show just to confirm it. But 
Maybe a little fun, a little uh, treasure hunt for you guys to go check that out. This next artist, guys, you know who he is. You, you know him now because he's famous uh, with American Idol. You know, and, and, I, and his, his daughter was famous there for a little bit. She had the, this, with the Paris Hilton show there. They were kind of doing their thing. And then, of course, Lionel Richie came back. And this is my man when he was uh, in 1986. This is him and one of his biggest, biggest hits. I mean, it's just, you can kind of tell the hokiness in it, but this is what was going on. What? Really? Lionel, you think so? Sounds like a party to me, buddy. Sounds like somebody's dancing on the ceiling, right? Title album was his third solo. You didn't know it made it to number one. And sold four million copies. I know you're dancing on the ceiling right now, right? How do you not? <laughs> How do you not move to that, right? I'm telling you guys, if you think about it, each one of these songs have been in a commercial. But I don't think these next artists have. Uh, if you guys remember the drama, there was a lot of drama behind this next band. Uh, when I mentioned the name, you're going to be like, oh yeah, drama. David Lee Roth and uh, Mr. Eddie Van Halen. You know, one of the greatest rock bands, hair rock bands you know, literally, most some people will tell you that Eddie Van Halen is the greatest guitar player to be walking the planet. I, you know, it's very arguable. You could argue that, and I would argue that, uh, that he is, he could be the best. But in this case, they decided that they were going to go in a different direction. <laughs> they went in a different direction than Mr. David Lee Roth, and they decided to go with this gentleman, Mr. Sammy Hagar, and release this great jam. 5150 was their seventh studio album released in March. albums that they recorded post David Lee Roth and I like Sammy Sammy was good I, I didn't mind Sammy so much you know and that wasn't the only jam that came off that album 5150 uh, also had this great jam you gotta hear this one how about it best of both worlds isn't that what we all want cake and eat it. Driving, right? My eagle playing this. 
I mean, again, guys, I had my eagle. We're in the 90s, late 90s, 2000s. And this is the stuff that I'm listening to, man. Just good, good stuff. It's just, it stands the test of time, true through the ages. Uh, and it's just always, always fantastic. This next band, I'll be honest with you guys. Not my favorite. And I've mentioned to you guys in the past. I This is, again, full foreclosure. I'm not a huge police fan. I'm not, I don't. You know, Sting, eh, I'm not, but you know what? In this case, they were, this is good stuff. Again, 1986, and this came off their album, Zenyatta Mandata. And this jam was released in October. And the title? Don't Stand So Close to Me. Stuff, right? Yeah, I can get into that. I'm not a huge fan, but that I can get into. But you know what? That wasn't the only song off that album. Again, and this is the first time I'm doing this. Typically, we do the one song and we move on. But there's such so many good, like just good, good songs that I just couldn't walk away from them. And this one was off the same album. Like you got to put this on the playlist, right? You have to. Good stuff. We got to go quick, though, because there's so many. This next band, uh, female lead vocalist, absolutely fantastic. Famous, famous, famous. Great, great music. The Pretenders with this great jam coming at you. Check it out. And this was their fourth studio album. It reached number one. Not bad, right? Good stuff. And of course, the Pretenders. I mean, they they have a couple of great albums on this particular one was just awesome. It was that one and it was um, My Baby. It was the other jam that was on there. Also reached number one. Like super, super great music. Absolutely fantastic. This next group, guys, <laughs> Phil Collins, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but this is when it was Genesis and they weren't too, too bad. But I will tell you, the the, the jam is timeless and I'm going to play the original for you just so you can appreciate it. And this is in 1986.
The Land of Confusion, again, released in 1986. But if you didn't know, it was re-released in 2005 by this awesome band. I'm talking about Disturbed. stuff it is just fantastic right I love it we gotta we gotta move on yeah gets me all pumped up fantastic good stuff thank you disturbed I appreciate it so let's just calm it down for a minute let's take a breath let's take a breath Let's slow down, take a breath. And again, remember that we're in the 80s, right? A lot of cocaine going around, people are chilling out. But if you don't remember, I'm going to remind you because I don't care, it, whatever. I mean, from, from the point where you could remember to this point today, if you guys remember going to weddings, any wedding, any wedding, any wedding, any wedding, you would have to remember this jam right here. Remember weddings? Mr. Christopherg off his album Into the Light. Lady I've never Night. seen you looking so lovely as you did tonight. I've never seen you shine so bright. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance. You guys remember, right? If, if you didn't, this was the song, right? If you didn't ask her to dance the whole night, when they played this, you had to go ask her. It was like your last chance. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And if you didn't know, that was Chris's eighth studio album. Oh, pretty good. I, I'm not familiar with a lot of his music, but I, I do know Lady in Red, and that is uh, quite popular. <laughs> so this next artist, I'm just going to lower that just a little bit. This next artist, you know, Worthy. I, I again, not on the top of my list of favorite, of favorite artists, but Worthy of appreciation because, I mean, she was doing stuff that no one else was doing. I remember her, the first time seeing her on the MTV Music Awards, uh, and she came out dressed in this this drag music and 
just and, and the name of the song was Like a Virgin. And she was on the stage and she was humping the stage. And guys, I know today we're we're like just desensitized to that. It just it's not it's not because I mean you if you're on social media, like the things you see there in comparison to what I mean, you know what? The shoe this was imagine the Super Bowl, this last Super Bowl, right? With with J Lo, right? That, that was this was this was kind of equivalent to that. Uh, but you know, going back in the eighties, it was people were a little more uptight than they are right now. Uh, but in this case, she was so influential. Of course, I'm talking about Madonna, uh, who is and continues uh, to put music out. She's just one of those artists that for the for years and she kept reinventing. At one point, she was British. I don't even know how that happened, but she went and she went full out British. And every interview she did, she spoke with a British accent. But this was big in 1986. This was very, very, very topical. It was borderline, you know, heresy. Like this was, you weren't really singing and talking about these things, but she was, and she was always pushing the envelope. And this song was just an example of that. off her album True Blue it was her third studio album uh, and guys credit Madonna sing a songwriter this is stuff that she wrote herself and put together herself and uh, she is truly an artist and you have to give her credit for that and this was a huge jam guys I remember everybody was listening to this it was about teenage pregnancy right the album talked about love it talked about freedom and again teenage pregnancy was a huge deal back then And if you didn't know, this album is an archetype for the late 1980s and 1990s. It was just phenomenal. Good stuff. There you go, Madonna. Thank you, Madonna. Thank you. And this next artist, guys, I want to just start off by saying a true tragedy to lose. I believe, in my opinion, some may argue, a, a true, you know, we, I believe that we all got to experience and enjoy this individual as a musical genius, uh, considering the uh, plethora, not only the plethora of music that he created, but the genre. He was, I believe that this individual was not rap, rock, jazz, whatever you could think of. He was his own genre. And in this, and you, of course, I'm talking about none other than <laughs> Prince.
guys. I'm sorry. And that was off his album Parade, his eighth studio album. Phenomenal. Rest in peace, Prince. Kiss. What a great jam. Yeah. Worthy. Rest in peace. Yeah. Paisley Park. What a great place, right? Amazing. It's just a tragedy to lose somebody like that. So, moving on, guys. It makes me sad to to think about it. Moving on, this next band, very cultural, huge cultural. I believe he still may be putting out music. And of course, I'm talking about Boy George. But in this at this in this case for this music, he was part of the band Culture Club, and this was a real popular song. And of course, you're going to know it as soon as I play it. their album Colors with Numbers and I'll be honest with you guys I do know because I, I, I watched a documentary VH1 documentary about Culture Club and the whole album I, I think they had like three or four albums and the, all three or four albums were about the relationship that Boy George I, I'm sorry the name escapes me had with the guitar player for the band they, they had a relationship for, and all these songs are about their relationship so, inspiration, right? And it's, you know, it's rare that we get back-to-back artists. I like to think that, you know, I, I mix it up a little bit, but I couldn't avoid it. Again, this artist being timeless, and I know you'll agree, and he doesn't need much introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway, Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Tell you, man, timeless. And this was a B-side. Stand on it was on B-side, and it was huge. It was a big hit. And uh, here we are. Like, oh, I mean, my goodness, 40 years later, and it was—it's just fantastic, right? Awesome, awesome stuff. Fantastic. Grammy Award winner, Tonys, you name it. This guy, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hats off to you, Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Good stuff, good stuff, moving on. I know we gotta go quick, guys, I'm sorry. We got a lot of them. And this next band, <laughs> you're gonna love these guys. Pet Shop Boys, and of course, I'm talking about this popular song that was released in 1986, which was called West End Girls. Debuted in March of 1986 and reached number one.
have it. And that was off their album, Please. That was their debut album, released in March. Popular song, though, you know it. I know you know it. That was kind of eh, either way. Uh, other songs that were released, too, that were huge. Huey Lewis in the News, Stuck on You. I don't know if you guys remember that one. That one was pretty cool. Falco, remember that one? Rocky Amadeus. You know what? I'll play it for you guys just because it's just, it, it really is cultural. It, this is just... You, you hear it and you're like, damn, I remember that. There you have it. Falco 3. And the song was released in German. The only English spoken words are Rock Me Amadeus. I mentioned cocaine in the 80s, right? Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, again, just awesome stuff. And this this next band, guys, This, I mean, we're talking epic. Uh, and even now, uh, their reputation, flawless, just a great, great band with some really great, great music. I mean, I, I can think of, especially when I hear this jam, and I know when you hear it, it's gonna. And this is, and, and this is why I, I was really looking forward to this this set because this music was. It's gonna take you back. off their Slippery When Wet album. It was their third for the American rock band Bon Jovi. Number one, guys. 12 times platinum. One of the Top 100 best-selling albums in the United States of all time. So go get it. Put it on your playlist. Slippery when wet. You'll love it. Love it. There's, I mean, some jams on there. Uh, Living on a prayer. Uh, you name it. It's just good. I mean, you play it start to finish. Just one of those albums that you could just literally play it start to finish. Right? Just fantastic stuff. And I've got, I got a, just I listen a couple more and then. And then I'll walk us out of here. But there's just a couple that I couldn't avoid. Uh, and in this case, this band was really, really great. You know, they had this one album. They had the one hit. What really made it big was the movie, or I should say the um, the series, miniseries that it was associated with. But these guys were fantastic. And if you guys remember, the band Crowded House, and they had this fantastic album. And this was off their debut album. Self-titled, Crowded House.
jam, right? Awesome. And if you remember, Stephen King's The Stand, if you guys haven't watched that miniseries yet, if you guys are home and you're quarantining, do yourself a favor and stream. It's a five-part miniseries, The Stand. I mean, uh, amazing storyline. You know, I'm not a super huge Stephen King fan, but uh, in this case, it's a fantastic, fantastic miniseries uh, about... And, you know, it really starts off with, um, just real quick, just, it's about a, a weaponized strain of influenza, uh, influenza, and somehow it escapes the lab, right? Kind of, like, similar to what we're dealing with now. And uh, the, the, the storyline, it really, it, it, it literally almost wipes out all of human population. But the people that are left uh, literally just form, you know, two sides. There's the good and the evil. So it kind of brings, it's, 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 you got the whole flu element. And then of course, you know, obviously the, the pandemic, but then of course you got the kind of religion, good versus evil. I mean, just a great, great story. Uh, trash can, man. If you guys haven't had a chance, uh, go check it out, watch it. I'm telling you, you'll, you'll thank me. And if you, if you do watch it and you really enjoy it, please hit me up the Bobby Kudo show at gmail.com or any of uh, the social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Leave me a message, right? You got to. Good stuff. Thank you, Crowded House. Good stuff. Go watch The Stand. 1994 was when it was released on ABC. Don't read the book. It takes too much time. Right? So I would be, again, excuse for the, excuse me for the, uh, the pun, but... I would be remiss if I didn't play this next band. Just, you know, again, just I'm a I'm a Boston guy, you know, and this next band, of course, is a Boston band. And this popular, popular jam was huge. The album itself, I'll tell you guys, uh, the album, the name of the album is Third Stage. It's kind of okay. Not, not their best album, but it did have this one huge hit that was released in September. And it actually, the album went four times platinum because of this jam. Check it out. You're going to love it. And if you guys didn't know, there's only two original members of the band. Good stuff, right? Just amazing. You know, you're going to really appreciate the harmony and the way that they sing because they're absolutely phenomenal. And they're good stuff. You know what? That's great barbecue music. If you're outside barbecuing, if you're out in the yard working, put on some Boston, man, and you just, you're going to, you can't help but move around. And that was, um, that was, again, the album was third stage. Kind of, eh. You can watch, uh, you can actually go listen to Boston 1 and 2, uh, 2 and 3, I believe. Fantastic albums. Uh, and But this song was Amanda. So if you're to all the Amandas out there, this one's for you. Good stuff, right? You're gonna love this next one. You ready? I'm just gonna play it. You guys can you guys can hear it. You're gonna love it, and I just and then I'll I'll uh, I'll talk about it. This is all 1986. So many things that I wanna say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. 
just want to use your love stuff and that's the band the outlaw and that's your love off their album deep play and this was their debut album and your love reached number six in the u.s billboard a lot of love in the 80s right guys good stuff guys thank you the outfield Fantastic. You know what? I should have asked you what band was that because you wouldn't have guessed it. If I didn't tell you that that was the outfield, you'd never know it. So mental note, trivia, you're going to know that that was the band, the outfit. All right. And this next artist doesn't need any introduction. You know, the guy's been around forever and will continue to be around forever. But I only I chose this because I remember this song. I remember the Cold War coverage you know the 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 the, the anti-russia campaign it was the u.s versus russia there was a lot of that going on I, I do remember all that and this and this song was a great example of that and really this was this was about an artist writing about the conflict and in this case he's talking he's he's he's, he's singing about a russian troop and uh the name of the the name of the song is nikita and the artist is mr elton john And the name of the album is Ice on Fire. And he actually has that written in the lyrics of this song. A little Easter egg for you. And this was his 19th studio album. In the guitar, is it cold? Ice on Fire. And that's for you, Brother Lou. I, Brother Lou is such a huge Elton John fan. And I know when I play Elton John, he appreciates it. That one's for you, Lou. I appreciate you, brother. And this next artist, guys, I mean, you think of America, you think of the 80s, you can't help but think of this individual. But I got to be careful what I say, because at one time he was the cougar, and now he dropped the, and at this point he had dropped the cougar and was just considered Mr. John Mellencamp. And this will close us out with our discography, but this jam. Absolutely phenomenal. And this is off his album Scarecrow, his eighth studio album by John Mellencamp. There you go. There you have it. 
And that concludes episode 35. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mr. Mellencamp. Some cool TV shows that we're on. Magnum P.I. Mr. Tom Selleck. Dynasty. J.R. Falcon Crest. Hill Street Blues. Never watched it. And of course, Cagney and Lacey. If you guys haven't watched Spencer with Mr. Mark Wahlberg, do that. It's a lot like that Cagney and Lacey. It's fantastic. Cheers. Fame. Family Ties, Remington Steel, The A-Team, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, big out in the UK. Highway to Heaven, Murder, She Wrote, huh? The Cosby Show, jeez. Growing Pains, Neighbors, huh? How about that? And then, of course, The Twilight Zone, 1986. Some birthdays in 1986? How about Lady Gaga? 34 years old. How about the fastest man in the world? Mr. Usain Bolt. He's 33. Got nothing against the big town. Still hate seat enough to say look who's in. Mike Tyson became the Youngest heavyweight champion ever. Mike Tyson was 20 years old when he knocked out 33-year-old Trevor Burdick. Took him five minutes and 35 seconds. Some other big events of 1986. How about the FIFA World Cup? How about that? There you go. Fantastic. Argentina and West Germany. Argentina wins 3-2. to two. Right? If you had your Vuvuzelas, remember that? The Vuvuzelas. <laughs> Imagine Vuvuzelas now. You couldn't have a Vuvuzela. That's like a... A biological weapon. Remember they 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 stopped people from from using the vuvuzelas because they were spraying spit everywhere. I mean, seriously, think about that right now. That's like a corona, like a machine gun for corona. Hey, Lionel, welcome. So there you have it, Argentina, nineteen eighty six, fantastic. Uh, and I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, and I'll, I'll mention it again. I'm a man. I can take it. You know, the Mets they beat us seventh game World Series. Uh, of course, the Buckner. Year that's the year the ball went through his legs, uh, but you know it, it is what it is. The Red Sox did have the lead, but they came back, and uh, of course they blamed the curse of the Bambino for that. But it was what it was. And if you didn't know, we still we won. We did have some success uh, because the Boston Celtics beat the Houston Rockets one fourteen to ninety seven in Game Six to win the NBA championship. I mean, notably and considerably, 
uh, the best Celtics team ever created. You know what I mean? Honestly, you know, you're talking about Larry Bird, Mikhail, like just some of the most amazing athletes to ever play the sport. I mean, of course, you know, today's generation would say, uh, I'm just going to drop you down there a little bit, Mr. Lana Ritchie. Um, LeBron James, uh, you know, those those more famous. But you know what? You know, we had the Michael Jordans. We had him. Michael Jordan was my guy. You know what I mean? It was a... Uh, but if you didn't like Michael Jordan, you didn't like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. I mean, he was just talking epic, epic athletes. Fantastic. And, you know, another thing, in 1986, guess who won the Super Bowl? I'm, I'm telling you guys, listen, I'm not making this up. Big year for Boston. And in this case, we got bamboozled by the Bears. You don't remember that? We got beat 46-10. to 10. I remember that year that the Chicago Bears, if you guys don't believe me, Google it. They, the Bears had a rap. They, they, they wrote a rap and they had a video and they played a video. And if you don't believe me, go check it out. Google it, YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. The 1986 Chicago Bears uh, music video. And it, it, I mean, it's terrible, but they did it and it, it, they, they beat us. So there you go. Chicago beat the Patriots then. And that was, you know, we had such a long run of just bad football. I mean, yeah, you say that. I mean, you're, of course, you're, you're AFC champions when you go into. Um, you know, the Super Bowl and, you know, you're going in as a champion, but, the, you know, of course, the big game, it's either all or nothing, right? If you're not first, you're last. And uh, you blow it, right? It's just, uh, if you didn't know, uh, hockey, Stanley Cup playoffs, that was um, the Montreal Canadiens defeating the Calgary Flames 4-1 to in that series. Of course, the, you know, the Habs, they were uh, fantastic there for a very, very long time. I mentioned the Space Shuttle Challenger early in the podcast. Soviet Union launched the Mir space station as well. So it was a big year for uh, for space and getting that technology out there for a lot of countries. I mean, it was all about the space race, if you don't remember. After, you know, there was a, a lull after the, um, the, um, the moon missions, and then all of a sudden they picked up again. And now we're picking up again, which is great because it was, it was lull for a long time. At least now NASA and SpaceX and a bunch of companies are putting some great technologies together and, of course, sending a lot more things to outer space, which is fantastic, right? Seriously. The Human Genome Project, I remember that, mentioned that in a previous podcast, and that was uh, completed. It started in 1986, and it stopped, and it ended in 2000. Kind of crazy stuff when you think about it. You know, people... Uh, and that whole genome project, the idea behind that was to to get a commonality between all people so that you could actually come up with a, a better ways of providing medical uh, assistance to people. <laughs> and here we are uh, in the middle of the one of the worst pandemics ever, and I wonder if any of that is even helpful to anybody. You know what I mean? Again, we find ourselves in this, this loop. And I just, you know, guys, listen, I will be honest with you. Uh, it was, it's been busy. It's been very busy. I've wanted to get behind the microphone for a couple of days now. It just, it's just it been a struggle to do that. I just want to be in the right frame of mind. And I will be honest and truthful with you when I tell you that you know work is a lot. There's a lot going on with work. Uh, obviously, with the, um, uh, with the pandemic and the preparedness and uh, having staff, having people working, you know, dealing with you know, the day-to-day, just cautiousness. You know, I, I will tell you. Uh, and I don't know if you feel the same way that I do, but wearing a face mask all day, I, I, I'm i exhausted. I, I don't know if it's, you know, inhaling the carbon dioxide all day. I don't know if that's the problem, but I mean, it's literally, I find myself exhausted. I actually have to, you know, I go into my office and I'll take the mask off and just breathe for a little while because it's just, I feel like I'm breathing my own exhaust uh, air. You know, that's, that's the one thing nobody's talking about. That, you know, everybody's, they're making it mandatory. You got to wear a mask. I, okay, I get it. You got to wear the mask, but... 
in all fairness, uh, at some point you need a break. I mean, it almost it almost feels like you know you you wear the mask and then when you take it off, it's like you're taking that ice cold drink of water on a hot summer's day after you cut the lawn for four hours. You know what I mean? Or you went for a run around, you know, around the block. Uh, you know, two miles, three miles, five miles, and you're dying of thirst and you get that ice cold uh, glass of iced tea. That's what it feels like when you take the mask off, right? I mean, what a struggle. Like, it wasn't hard enough before, and now we got to take all these cautions and precautions. But, guys, it's really, really important. It is really, really important. I think it's something that we all have to uh, observe. Uh, I'll tell you right now, and I and I, and I don't typically use the podcast for my soapbox. <laughs> but in this case, I will be honest with you. I do not agree and feel that we need a little more time. Uh, if anybody's going to ask, if anybody's curious about my opinion... I'm going to tell you straight up that I think we need a little more time just behind the shield before we get out and fight again. This is, I don't, I don't believe we've made any progress other than the testing, right? I mean, you can, now you know, right? Now you can find out if you have it or if you didn't have it. And again, you know, most people, if you're listening, I just ask you to look outside of yourself and realize that, you know, you may not have elderly people in your life. You may not have people that are older or have ailments in your life. But, you know, I do, and I know a lot of people do, and I think it's that mindset that we need to maintain in realizing that, hey, you know what? It's not me. I can make somebody else sick, and I'm going to try to do and avoid that at all costs. Like, whatever I can do to try to minimize the chances of making the ones I love ill, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I, you know, and I would ask you all to do the same. You know, it's easy to not know or not think about, you know, the outside world, outside of yourself. You know, I, I know that people right now are scratching at the walls and maybe being just, just you know, ready to just just get outside. Like, just literally just get outside, go do something, uh, go be a part of something, be around other people, have a conversation. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, being trapped. And I say the word trapped because in true fashion, it really, really is with kids and, and even if you have sick kids and just all of those those factors that play into that it, it, that's all huge you know trying to you know just trying to coordinate right the, i would imagine the school activities you know the online meetings uh, and even a lot of you people you're working from home right i mean so you now you're working from home and your kids are home so some someone's expecting you to do your job right be on the phone answer the phone answer questions but at the same time, you've got your kids because you've got nobody to babysit your kids. I can imagine how how difficult that is and how stressful that is. You know, even in your own home, you create an environment where you, your, the stress level is through the roof. And that's, unfortunately, that's the space that we're in right now. And I, you know, I hate to repeat myself, but I'm going to tell you guys, I feel that nothing has changed. And I don't believe we're ready to just start opening up again. Let's get a vaccine. I mean, if it takes another month, then it takes another month. I say we just hold off a second, get the vaccine, get the shot, and know that we're all going to be okay. Guys, there, there are people that had it and are getting it again, right? Because that, wasn't that what they told us? Like there was, I, I think episode 26 maybe, uh, we did a, a, a Facebook live cast, and I think that was one of the questions I asked. And someone looked it up and said that your know, doctors were saying that if you if you caught it, then you had an immunity to it. But that's not the case. People are getting it again. Oh, for goodness sake, people's dogs are getting it, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and listen, I, I, not to make a joke about it, but you know, we were talking about it at dinner, and it actually dawned on me, and I asked a question. So how do you figure out the dog, the dog has corona? Like who? I mean, we, have, we were having a tough time getting tests for people. Like does the vet, I mean, what vet has corona testing kits for their pets for, or for people's pets? I don't, 
<laughs> I'm a little confused by that, but it maybe 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 they're making that a, a process so that we can find out if the the pets can have it. Maybe I don't know. Whatever the case is, I just found it funny and odd that someone would actually test a dog for corona like that. That would be something I wouldn't even have thought of that. Right. So there you go. That's probably why I'm not in the medical world because I probably wouldn't have thought of that. Right. <laughs> right. That's funny, uh, guys. Listen. I, you know, we're getting close to, to walking out of here, and I know I haven't mentioned uh, Gary. and I, I've, Guys, I've always mentioned in the past, Gary's our first and foremost. He's our sponsor, the very first sponsor of the Bobby Kudo Show, and I uh, would love to just mention him uh, over at White Coat Realtors. And I always tell you guys, if you're in the market for some real estate, if you're looking for some property, if you have a couple of questions about it, you just don't know and you want to ask, you know, hit him up. Shoot him a text message, 508-415-4177. Or send him an email at cabg2711 at yahoo.com and say, hey, Gary, I heard about you on the Bobby Kudo show and Bobby told me that you would help me out, right? I have a question. I'm looking at some property. I'm thinking maybe, maybe. Guys, you know, on the news today, I, I heard it. They're doing closings online. You can actually log in, do a Zoom meeting, and the you know the, the, the magistrate will complete the, the sale purchase right online. So there you go. You don't even have to leave the house. You could buy a new home from your home virtually. Check it out, and then, right? So give Gary a call. Go check it out. I mean, why wouldn't you? Especially if you're in the market, right? Buying, selling. You know, Gary has experience with commercial property as well, which is always a bonus. And you can again, like, if you just have a question, hit him up. So give him a text, shoot him an email, and I know he would appreciate it as much as I would appreciate it. And guys, I have I mentioned in the past, go check us out. Go check me out at the BobbyKudoShow.com. Uh, the Bobby Kudo Show at gmail.com and of course Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I love hearing from everybody. As I mentioned in the last podcast, I, I'm doing my best to get back to everybody. There's a lot of a lot of messages, a lot of great positive fan mail that I'm just so grateful for. And I thank everybody for reaching out. If you guys really listen, if you want to support the show, like I've mentioned before, anchor.fm forward slash the Bobby Kudo show uh, forward slash support. And, uh, and make a donation or listen, just go on Apple or any of your listening platforms and give me a thumbs up, right? Give me a thumbs up. Give me a like, give me a comment. You know, I appreciate it. And listen, the show doesn't grow without the word of mouth. It's you, it's you, you're you're the one that's spreading the word and telling people about this amazing, this amazing podcast, right? Just this journey, right? Every time I think I like to think it's a journey every time that we're going somewhere, right? Like I'm taking you back. And what better place than 1986? I just, I came across the year. I just thought it was fantastic. And I'll be honest with you, guys, I'm everything, I'm music driven. So, you know, I heard the, I heard the, um, the Crowded House song. I thought of the, I thought of the stand and that's really the, the show kind of evolved uh, from that. And that's what we heard today. That's what you heard today. It's just the evolution of that. And I, as I always mention, guys, when I sit down behind the microphone, this is start to finish. I don't, I don't cut the show into pieces. I don't record it in sections. Um, I'm literally sitting here from, you know, the moment we start to the moment we finish where we sign off and I, I it's one, one piece of, of audio. And I hope, you know, you can appreciate that, uh, as much as I do. Uh, it's, you know, really, it's not, uh, as easy as you think, uh, putting these things together, but I just hope that you are appreciating them and that you're enjoying this, this content. Uh, because to me, that's really, that's, that's the, that's the that's the win in all this for me. That's that's the reward. The reward is knowing that you guys are enjoying the content uh, and just the the state of mind and the thought process. You know, because I mean, guys, listen, we're all in this together. We are. I keep saying it. We're. All, I hate to sound corny, but we are. You know, me, you, we're all connected in one way, shape, or form. We are all connected. So we just need to look out for each other. This is just a difficult time right now, 
But I honestly believe that we're going to get past this. I believe that this will pass and we'll, we'll just be stronger. I mean, I, I, we'll, I know it. I know we'll be stronger. We'll be better. And you know what? Just like that, 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 that glass, that ice cold glass of water that I mentioned earlier, it's, it's going to be just that. Once this is gone and this is over and we're able to do the things that we love and go back to, you know, our kids playing baseball and hockey and football and watching sports on TV, when we get back to that, it's going to be like taking that big first gulp of that ice cold water on that hot summer day, you know, after you just ran a 5K. You know, that's, that's, that's how refreshing it's going to be. And I believe it's there and I believe we can all make it, but it's just, it's not going to be that easy. Uh, I, I choose to believe that we've got a difficult road ahead. Things are only going to get a little more difficult. If you guys have been reading or, or watching the news, you know, the meat plants are having difficulty with the corona. And now, you know, the meat industry and, and, and that whole um, food stream is going to be impacted. So we, uh, it's funny. Here we are, 2020. We got a shitload of gasoline, right? We got a shitload of gasoline. As a matter of fact, the Saudi Arabians, they just, they just rented a bunch of, of, of uh, fuel ships from the U.S. to store gasoline because they just there's so much of it they just made so much of it and nobody's driving and nobody's consuming fuel so here we go we got a bunch of gas that we can't use and, and we need food for people and we don't have enough of it so so here we are and, and and again you know when you just when you think that your struggle is real um realize that there are people out there that are literally still living in the streets uh and struggling every day to make it so you know just a little perspective there and just a little gratitude for the life that you have and the idea that, you know, for the life that I have, I mean, and the idea that I could sit here, have this show and have this conversation with you and share this amazing, beautiful music and just some, some history, right? Some history. Like I told you guys, I'm not here to, I'm not here to teach you. I'm, I'm, I'm here to remind you. And I hope that that's, that's, that's getting to you. And I hope that this is what you, uh, you thought it would be, right? So that's, guys, that's pretty much the show. Uh, I, I know, I, I, you know, a little rant in the beginning there kind of led us into, the heart and soul of the show but I just it was important for me to kind of vent that out and I hope that uh, you all are safe and all feel the same way because ultimately like I mentioned before we're in this together and if we 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 deviate from that I don't think it's going to be good for anybody so regardless of whose fault it is that's at this point it's all irrelevant I think the important thing for us to do right now is to look out for one another and take care of each other Uh, look out for our elderly look out for our, our neighbors that these are the people that really need the support and really need the help right now. So hats off to them. Hats off to you, all our first responders. You know, and everybody, they're working. If you're working, man, it's not easy. And, and, and I appreciate it. And I know that we all appreciate it. You know what I mean? The fact that we still have a lot of the things and uh, other than toilet paper. <laughs> so so if, you're in the, if you're in the toilet paper chain, then maybe you're not doing, you, maybe you need to step it up a minute, right? I, everywhere else, everybody's doing good. Even the potato chip aisle. You go in there, there's plenty of potato chips for everybody, right? There's no, there isn't a lack of potato chips. Just no toilet paper, right? There you go. You can eat the food. You just can't, you just can't wipe your ass. That's that's where we're at. <laughs> so so there you go, guys. So with that said, I'm gonna walk us out of here again. I always appreciate it. I just want to say thank you for lending me your ear. I love you all equally, and I always look forward to the next one. So I will see you soon, and we will speak on episode 36. So just stand by and uh, in all hopes that you are safe and this finds you well and take care of you, your family, your neighbors, and always remember that all roads lead here.